This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that unmasks history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're exploring the history of the Lone Ranger, the masked rider of the plains who battled frontier injustice and helped define the Western genre. The day was January 30th, 1933. Radio Western The Lone Ranger was broadcast for the first time from the WXYZ radio station in Detroit, Michigan. Stories of the legendary Masked Rider proved so popular with listeners that the show quickly expanded beyond the Detroit area, launching a national craze that lasted for the next 21 years. In the decades since his debut, The Lone Ranger has become one of the most recognizable heroes in American pop culture. Part of the radio show's enduring appeal stems from its rousing opening theme music, The William Tell Overture by Gioacchino Rossini. The WXYZ station happened to have a copy of that classic composition on hand, and its galloping tone made it an easy choice for an adventure show set in the American West. Of course, it also helped that the 1829 Overture was firmly in the public domain and wouldn't cost anything to play. The lively fanfare was a fixture of the show from its very first episode, and today more people connect the music to The Lone Ranger than to the opera it was originally written for. If you still can't place the tune, here's a sample from the show's opening. The Lone Ranger character was initially conceived by George Trendle, the owner of the WXYZ station. In 1932, he had made the risky decision to cut ties with his network affiliates at CBS in favor of producing his own original programming. In the days before television, radio was the go-to medium for broadcast entertainment, and children's shows were an integral part of any successful slate. Trendle knew he would need a kid's adventure show to keep his station afloat, but rather than pay to license an existing character, he wanted to create his own. Aiding in this endeavor were station manager Harold True, Dramatics director James Jewell, and most crucially, New York-based radio writer Francis Fran Stryker. Together, the team came up with a character and story that was clearly inspired by other fictional heroes, most notably Zorro and Robin Hood, but without the rough edges. Their character would be a decidedly wholesome hero, not an outlaw. In fact, they even came up with a list of bad behaviors that their masked man would never indulge in. This included smoking, drinking, swearing, love affairs, and the use of slang or bad grammar. In addition, when the Lone Ranger fired his gun, he would never shoot to kill his opponents, only to disarm them. Years later, in a 1952 interview with Time magazine, 
Trendle explained the goal behind this strict code of conduct, saying, quote, Without detracting from the thrill and excitement, we tried to convey a message that subtly teaches patriotism, tolerance, fairness, and respect for the rights of all men. For the first decade of its existence, the show was contracted to the Detroit station, and most of its actors were local hires. All of the episodes were performed and broadcast live, including the sound effects, which were produced in the recording booth using an array of objects. For instance, the galloping sounds of horse hooves was achieved by stamping rubber plungers into a trough of sand. And when a horse needed to run across a harder surface than sand, the sound team employed the tried-and-true method of tapping together two halves of a coconut. You've got two empty halves of coconut and you're banging them together. So? The main character's backstory was gradually fleshed out over the show's many years on the air, but a basic history was in place from the start. He was a former Texas Ranger, later named John Reed, who had struck out on his own as a solitary defender of truth and justice, hence his name, The Lone Ranger. However, not long after the show premiered, Fran Stryker and the other writers realized there was a downside to a hero who always worked alone. Namely, he had no one to talk to except for his trusty horse, Silver, who, of course, could not talk back. This dilemma led to the introduction of the ranger's Native American sidekick, Tonto, who made his first appearance on February 25, 1933. Played by actor John Todd, Tonto wasn't held to the same standards of grammar as the main character. Instead, he spoke in stilted English, played for comical effect, with no regard for authentic indigenous dialect. Much of his dialogue was limited to short, stereotypical phrases like me go and you betchem. Despite this insensitive ethnic portrayal, the character of Tonto was generally written as an intelligent, capable scout, the brains to the ranger's brawn. He also solved the problem of the Lone Ranger constantly talking to his horse, so it's safe to say that without Tonto, the show wouldn't have lasted nearly as long as it did. The role of the Lone Ranger was played by multiple different actors over the course of the show's run. One of the most successful and long-lasting was Earl Grazer, who played the Ranger from April of 1933 until his untimely death in a car crash in 1941. To help preserve the mystique of the Lone Ranger, Grazer was required to keep his identity secret from the general public and wasn't allowed to play any other characters on radio. Although he didn't receive credit at the time, he still became one of the most famous voices in America. By 1939, more than 20 million people tuned into the show across the 150 stations that carried it nationwide. Three new episodes aired every week, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and each show was performed three times so that it could be broadcast live in different time zones. By that point, the Ranger had become a cultural phenomenon, complete with marketing tie-ins and an ever-growing catalog of licensed products, including Lone Ranger costumes, guns, action figures, novelizations, and comic strips. Celebrities from Shirley Temple to Eleanor Roosevelt said it was their favorite program, and the Saturday Evening Post declared that the Ranger was, quote, 
the hero from whom all other heroes take fresh luster. In the end, the Lone Ranger radio show ran for 21 years and aired a total of 3,377 episodes. The final episode aired September 3rd, 1954, but the show continued in reruns for another two years. Many of the show's scripts were penned by original writer Fran Stryker, the man responsible for the creation of Tonto and the Rangers' signature catchphrase, Hi-yo, Silver, away! Stryker would continue to write the character long after he transitioned to other mediums, including film serials, novels, and comic books. The television version of The Lone Ranger premiered in 1949 and was the first big hit for the ABC network. A pillar of the golden age of TV westerns, it remained on the air until 1957 and spurred the creation of countless imitators along the way. Over the course of the Lone Ranger's long history and many iterations, the character has faced his share of controversy. Most of the criticism centers on the portrayal of Native American culture, but the franchise's formulaic structure and somewhat dull, straight-laced hero have been called out as well. Yet despite these shortcomings, the Lone Ranger remains one of the most enduring characters of the 20th century, and it's easy to see how he became the model for other square-jawed, clean-living symbols of justice, such as Superman and Captain America. Those characters may have more name recognition today, but thanks to the cyclical nature of Hollywood, the Western genre and the Lone Ranger may yet ride again. I'm Gabe Blousier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.